It's your boy, Boogie. Love Talk Radio. It's your boy, Boogie, and I'm broadcasting live from Baltimore Airport, baby. That's how we doing it. Let's go. Uh, we got some technical difficulties right now. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, like I said, we inside. Straight checks this bitch. I got a condo up in the sky. 
think it, I die. Foreign bitch, no lie, man, that bitch beautiful. My Chevrolet is seven traits. They kind of dope, boy, I'm talking heavyweight. I hustle every day, we squash the beats to get the money. We set examples for rich niggas and Maseratis. My killers in the lobby, bitches keep my name ringing. Executed nigga, Abe Lincoln. 200 squares for the same ticket. Out in L.A., I'm with my main bitches. Tip, towing on marble, got me tripping on these painkillers. I'm still the same, I never change, nigga. Went from razor blade and rocks, no more holes in my socks. Fucker like a champ, got me living like I box. Sugar Ray Leonard, nigga, I just want to drop. First nigga with the race, underneath the stars. Better look me in my face, tell the tears for my dogs. Fucking the same hoes, but we got them different cars. Beautiful on my arm. Got a bad bitch from Vogue. Told a strike a pose, step to the side and look at them guys. Beautiful. Two seaters, two hoes. Yokohama's no votes, man, that bitch beautiful, baby girl, she out of power. It's the streets is talking sports talk show with a twist of hip hop. Man, it's your boy L Boogie, man. And I'm coming to you live from Baltimore International Airport, man. I'm in BMO right now. I'm stuck. You know what I'm saying? I was working out with some kids in, in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Trying to do my one two. Uh, you know how I do hashtag airport like because I'm in the streets, man. We in the streets, but uh, I want to give a shout out and uh, say what's up to my co-host and engineer, my man T Row. What the deal, Ro? What the deal, baby? L Boogie Down, what's going on with a player, man? I see you out there, man. Give you uh, what is your air mileage? Okay, you're the plane going over me. You might, ah, uh, man. You want me to send this one to you? I see one flying <laughs> over me right now. You know, I've been to South, oh, you man. know, man. Had to come down and check on Bob and Pops. You know, it was flooding around the, the city, man. They were taking pictures of bull sharks going down the, the city streets, you know what I mean? But but everything's cool out here, man, with Mom and Pops and them, at. You know what I mean? So, you know, getting ready to make that trip back a little bit later than you, you know what I'm saying? So I think I'm in the clear right. to make my landing, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, we got a big thing jumping off this evening, man. I know you out there traveling. I know you was doing your thing. Big weekend of game. If you saw my tweet, you know what I'm saying? I felt, oh, man, we I can't wait to talk about it, L Boogie. How you doing out there, man? Is it cold? You got that good weather. Oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool, but see, it's raining. And oh. here on the east coast, here on the east coast, going going west, it's a little raining. Uh, I got the call from back home. It was it, it's raining back there, or it was raining. So I guess it's it's trickling this way, or we can't get through an air pocket to uh to get to, to get to Sea Town. So because um, I know it's 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 raucous, it's off the hook. I'll be at the game tomorrow night. Um, it's 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 just frenzy. Uh, last week when they had game two, I mean, excuse me, game one. That weeknight was that Thursday. Oh man, before I got out of there, it was so off the hook. So I can imagine what it's going to be like now. Um, you know, so we got a lot going on. American Pharaoh won the triple crown. Uh, Tiger oh. Woods shot his Tiger Woods oh, shot his, man. his worst his worst <laughs> day of golf in his career. <laughs> and uh, we got the finals, man. A lot going on. Steph Curry uh, not shooting the way he usually shoots. Um, is it due to Della Vadova? Should the Cavs have 
you know, play Kyrie Irving less or or those type of things. So we got a lot to talk about. But the first thing I want to ask you, bro, first thing I want to ask you, let's talk about game one first. Do you we have think to. That, do you think that Kyrie Irving was overused in game one? Do you think that was smart by the Cavs in game one? To be honest with you, you know, L Boogie in this game, when you are when you a baller like like Kyrie Swerving Irving, you wanna give your all because you know after these four to seven games, you can relax and you can go have surgery and you can do rest and do all that after you you done raise the trophy. And Kyrie is that type of player that just couldn't couldn't sit out. He had nine days before the finals even started to try to relax and kick back. But the, the but the mental of a Kyrie Irving made him available for game one. Was he overused? No, he wasn't, L Boogie. The guy did what he was supposed to do in game one. They just came up short. And if Kyrie was still balling in game one before that, if he wouldn't have got injured, the Cavs would have been up 2 nothing. But as you can see, LeBron said, don't worry about it. Jump on my back. I can have 47 in a loss, but let me get you a triple-double and I'll help you win. But game one was a game that Cleveland could have won. I feel bad for Cleveland now that Kyrie Irving is out with, uh, you know, the, 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 the kneecap situation. I mean, that's just that's just sad. But at the same time, when you got a player like LeBron James controlling your team, Putting guys on on his hip when he need when when they need a basket, say man, and them other guys chipping in such as Joe Delladova, they gonna be all right. Game one went the way game one was supposed to go. Cleveland had a chance to win it and found a way to lose it. Game two, you saw what happened. Adjustment, L Boogie. What did you talk about game one? Did they overuse Kyrie? Yes, they did. I thought that they should have did what they've been doing throughout the playoffs. After the when they found out he was hurt, he had a bruised uh, excuse me tendonitis in his in his left leg and and a, and a bruised uh, excuse me yeah strained right foot. You played him twenty four to thirty minutes a game. After that, when you found out he couldn't go like how he should have, you played him twenty four to thirty minutes a game. You only played Deladova nine minutes. When we've been using Delavadova to wear down the other team's guard where he couldn't be effective late in games, you saw that in game two. Secondly, I keep trying to tell people in Cleveland, Ohio, you bet not play you bet not pay Tristan Thompson uh no seventeen, eighteen million dollars and Jeff Van Gundy exploited him yesterday. He can only play for the Cleveland Cavaliers, man, with his style. He can't go nowhere else and get buckets. Where else can he go and get buckets, man? Nowhere. And get that type of money and get that type of love. He needs to understand. His stock has went down. He's been exposed. Yeah, you get 15 rebounds, but you only get two points, man. And some of your rebounds weren't important in game one. Game two, you played better. They made the adjustments of Delatova sticking Steph Curry and, and you're a ball player. Most ball players don't like to be touched. You can be touched with the ball, but when you don't have that ball in your hand, a lot of ball players do not like to be touched. So 
they made that adjustment. Uh, I think you should have played uh, those guys a little bit more in the rotation. Why do you think J.R. Smith went three for 13? Because he wasn't involved in the offense. I don't care if he shoots it, as long as he touches it. That'll keep him in rhythm. So I think game one, uh, David Blatt and the coaching staff and, and everybody, I think that they got caught up into the finals. They should have just stuck to the system. That is play ugly ball and keep them under 100 points like they did game one. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, you're right. And they did that in game one, if you can recall, L Boogie, until it was time to go to overtime. Cleveland had game one in control. They lost the game in the last five minutes. You and I both know that the most important most important minutes of the game are the first five minutes of the game and the last five minutes of the game. Everything in between is just regular basketball, but but in between that time you gotta you gotta know what you're doing. And Cleveland found a way. I I, I agree with you that they got caught up in the finals. You know, the lights, you know, first time being there. But I'm going to tell you something about, I'm going to add something to that Swerving Irving. Swerving Irving was D'ing up Steph Curry in game one. That's why Steph Curry don't look like he looked. Because Kyrie was able, even with a bad limb, you see the shot, that boy had ended the game with like three or four blocks there, Boogie. And they weren't on anybody else but Steph Curry. So I give Kyrie his due and his credit for doing what he had to do in game one. It's just unfortunate that the dude took that, you know, that man, you know, he got them them weak bones there, Boogie. He ain't eating right. That just shows us he ain't eating right. He's still trying to eat Big Macs and and, and French fries. And, you know, man, you got to take care of your body here, man. You know? But as far as Steph goes, you know it's gonna change, El Boogie. He gonna shoot his way into a green. He gonna shoot his way into feeling good. You already know that. So I've seen Steph go through this before in the Memphis series, and it, it doesn't surprise me. Teams that can play defense gonna make Steph look like he don't know what to do. But it's all about adjustment. Please, Cavalier fans, if you think that you're gonna win the next three games just by just by, you know, the simple fact that you got three at home, please, please look at the bigger picture. Golden State just ain't going to lay down like that. And even though Cleveland has had control of each game, Golden State knows how to bust out and do certain things. We only had one splash, brother, really doing something in game two. You want to talk about game two? Well, Yes, let's 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 talk about game one at the end of the game. You said the last five minutes, and I try to tell people that don't get caught up in the forty-four points that the young man had. Right. You know, oh man, he had forty-four points. He did great. He's the greatest. No man, no. <laughs> you're judged. You're judged on your last on your last shot, man. And his right. last shot at the end of the game when. He was like I said, you get you put the onus on referees, regardless if they call it or not. You get to the rack, shooting floaters. You've been inside the paint. You've been doing all that the whole game. You get right. to five five seconds of the game. You mean to tell me Andre Iguodala can D you up? You have to shoot a step back <laughs> jumper. I, I just don't agree. People say, well, man. 
you don't you you know I got a I got somebody on 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 Facebook tell me well you're not him you don't see what he sees that's where the coaching comes in we always right. we always talk about how good a player he is how intelligent he is and how he calls off plays well what happened what happened on that one you supposed to went to the hole and put the onus on the referees and I wouldn't have been upset or wouldn't have you critique him too hard. Man, well, y'all put him on the pedestal too much, man. So, that's what I feel about uh, game one. And I don't care if Kyrie – see, it was fool's goal with Kyrie in game one. He played a lot. He pushed the pace. That hurt the Cavaliers. He, him pushing the pace, that hurt the Cavaliers. He, they don't need to push the pace. They need to keep the ball – into the shot clock with about 20, 22 seconds every time. Unless you got a fast break off, off a turnover, you don't need to push the pace like that. You're playing it to go to stay hands. But I don't, you know, I don't agree with that, L Boogie, because they were winning when Kyrie was in. They were having go to state, and then all of a sudden, no. yes, yeah, it was close. It was close, but Cleveland was going up seven eight. Golden State had to make a run to bring it back down. Cleveland would go back up, you know. And when Kyrie went down, that's in the last five minutes before overtime. Them boys just lost focus and let let Golden State find a way to to continue to get those easy baskets. And well, we saw what happened in game two. We'll get the game two, but that just they had their chances to win the game. And Kyrie was part of that until he went down. Once he went down, they just it wasn't it just wasn't the same game one. Let let's be honest. If you if you go up ten points, fifteen points on Golden State, that's not enough. We know they can score, so I'm not that that doesn't sway my opinion or not because they were winning. That means nothing. What it means is that you played into their hands. You played their game. So, but they made the adjustment game, too. Now, let me ask you. Wow, everything is going haywire, bro. So, let me ask you right. about game, two. Let me ask you about game, two, bro. Deliver Dover, you saw what he did. Do you think that? It was a bad game by Steph Curry, or do you think Deliver Dova was a big reason of that? A little bit of both, L Boogie. You and I both know that Steph Curry, uh, being a shooter that he is, you live by the three, you die by the three. And to be quite honest with you, when you have a defender like Matthew Deliver Dover, who's been doing what he's been doing, he makes it look as if he's really doing something special. But I will give Deladova credit because he is the type of defender that can get up under your skin if you are a guy that he is defending. And it's just not that he's doing it against Golden State. We saw what he did in the last series uh, in, in when they were trying to make it to the finals against Chicago, you know, or excuse me, against Atlanta. You know, Al Horford tried to take him out. What did he do? You know what I mean? So Deladova is becoming that type of gritty, grindy player that you would have never known about until an injury that uh, Kyrie Irving has sustained. But it's great to have a player like that 
because you never know when you're going to need a bulldog to help your star get along through the game. And it's not like Della Dova ain't scoring no points. Della Dova is hitting some crucial baskets at crucial times and making them. I mean, I ain't never seen a 46% free throw shooter hit two free throws back to back. And he's doing it. This is crazy. So I give him his prop. It's a little bit of both the L boogie. We know Steph Curry going to keep shooting until he get warm. But Della Dova, until that point, is going to keep digging in it and making, making it look as if he doing something special against that guy we call the sharpshooter and Steph Curry. Man, I I don't know. When we come back from the from the from the break, we gonna debate some of this for game two because one thing that I say is LeBron shies away from going to the hole late in the game because he can't make free throws. He's scared to shoot free throws. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that marinate on you. And we're gonna holler about that when we uh when we come back, man. It's your boy L Boogie T Row from the streets, man. Let's go. Tell a friend. Shout out to Dallas, man. All the Terrell family, man. We kicking it, man. You know what it is. I had the D, man. L Boogie, get home safe, boy. To tell a whole bunch of girlfriends. Let's go. Benzes, 
with no benefits. Not bad, huh? With some immigrants, build your fences. We digging tunnels. Can't you see we getting money up under you? Can't you see the private jets flying over you? Maybach bumper to the re. What we're overdue? Jay is chilling. Yay is chilling. What more can I say? We chilling them. Hold up before we end this campaign. As you can see, we done bodied the damn lanes. Lord, please let them accept the things they can't change. And pray that all of their pain be champagne. You back with T-Roll, L Boogie. What's the deal, Roll? You back in the street. I hope you can hear us. We're having some technical difficulties right now. But we back. Bro, can you hear me? I can hear you, baby. Live, clear. One, two, one, two. Okay, okay. Now... I had this question, and I've been saying this to everybody, and people want to, you know, degrade me for it. First of all, shout out to, you know what I'm saying, my big homie, my mentor. What's up, Coach Skull? We're going to get him in. And then D-Mac is on the line as well. But, bro, let me ask you this, man. And this has been bothering me for years. And I just want to get your take. I saw it again last night, Step Back 3. I've seen it where he's going to the hole and he's passed it out and everybody's just talking about, oh, he's made the right basketball play. Uh, the only time that I've seen him go to the hole with time on, on time on the clock and he's going to shoot it was against Chicago in the semifinals. Why is it that LeBron James defers from going to the hole when no one can stop him late in the game? I just want to ask you that, bro. I'm going to defend LeBron on this one because I said the exact same thing last night right before the last the last shot was taken in regulation, L Boogie. I was like, oh, I know what's about to happen. He's about to defer. I know it's going to overtime, but I will give LeBron his credit where credit is due. He did not defer in the last two, three minutes last night in game two, L Boogie, if you can recall. He tried to literally take over the game last night in those in that particular time fashion of the game. And when he went to the hole, he missed the shot. And he did go to say better be lucky he missed the shot. Because he was doing his thing to get to the hole. And they should have called a foul, but they didn't. And to his defense, they were hacking LeBron last night and the refs wasn't giving that boy no calls in the last five minutes of regulation. But I will say this. LeBron needs to quit crying, man. Quit crying. You know you ain't going to get the call in the last three, four minutes of the game, man. Just keep playing basketball. That's what makes it look like he defying. He started crying all the time. But he tried to take the game over last night in regulation. He just didn't. You know, the rim was unkind for him last night. And as soon as he went to overtime, I tweeted, Deja, come on, Cleveland. Deja vu again? Damn it, don't do it to you. Don't let it happen twice. I thought it was going to happen twice. You just can't get shot with one bullet and don't know where the second was coming from, El Butcher. Yeah, he, he, I mean, just for me, he damn near threw the game away the second time. Uh, <laughs> no, he did not. No, he did not defer. But damn it, 
Do you miss point blank range layups though? I mean, I'm just saying though. I mean, I guess it happens when there's three guys checking you, and uh, you know. And I'm tired of people in Cleveland worried about some damn fouls, worrying about the referees. You know, as a ball player, I don't care what sport it is. You count for the referees, especially when you're on the road. Stop looking for calls. I mean, stop looking when you look for them. So I'm very, I'm very disturbed by that. But I always told you he's CBG, man, crybaby gangster. He can't help it. So uh, I'm, I'm just concerned about that. Now, now let me ask you this: Was it more so the Cavs? did their part and worked their game plan or did Golden State, you know, didn't, did, you know, lost the game? You you, you tell me, bro. Did, did, did Cleveland win that game or did Golden State give it away? Just like Cleveland lost it in game one, they figured out a way to win it in game two. And you saw it on nobody's expression other than LeBron James after he won game two, after he slammed the ball down and gave you that good emotion. He knew how, he knew that he had to win one game in Golden State. He knew he had to get at least one of these two games in Golden State. And he found how he found out a way to get his team over the hump. Point number two to that, L Boogie, yeah. it's all about contribution. Golden State 5 and Cleveland 5 are cool, but you need contribution from those other players who come off the bench. Uh, Matthew Dellavedova, uh, J.R. Smith. You know, when these guys come to the game and they show up, you got a, you got a great chance of winning. Because you know what the king going to do if an Iguodala and a Livingston come to play? You already know what's going to happen. Golden State going to be having some fun. So it's all about contribution. And what you saw in game two was Cleveland figured out a way how to take the game. Even though they almost gave it away, they found out a way how to control the game and take it from Golden State. So by the time the game was over, they hit him with the L Boogie last night. You saw the cameras in the stands, L Boogie. What was it people saying? Look at their faces. Their faces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm making everybody quiet. So, yeah, I'm just saying, LeBron is one of those players who know how to make the game come to him and, and, and do what he has to do. 47 the first game and a loss, triple-double in the second game and a win. Man, I'm – I'm afraid to see what LeBron gonna do because what if he put 50 and a triple double together and oh man, ah oh, man. See, see, my think about it is, is that the first game, I thought Steve Kerr made the adjustment as far as just wanting LeBron to score and not and not kick the ball out and that, and, and I and I have nothing wrong with that game plan um, because I want LeBron to be aggressive to score. The only thing that I have concerns with with the game, with, with, with the Cavaliers is that they might run out of gas because they don't have enough bullets in the holster. You know, it's seven games. You're only, going, you're only playing six to seven guys right now, not even over eight, 
Right now, you're, you're throwing in guys like James Jones, who had a nice contribution off the bench. You're throwing in guys like um, – you better throw in guys like Mike Miller so he maybe can give you a contribution. So it's, it's going to be very interesting as the series prolongs and go how much gas these starters and these guys have in the tank. Let me ask you this question. Why does David Black doesn't play Timothy Mosloff enough, man? Do you think that he's not utilized enough or you think that he's using him uh, like he's supposed to? I mean, you know, El Boogie, it's all about how the game is going. Some of these guys don't have plays. <laughs> he's one of them, El Boogie. His job is to crash the board and do the dirty work. So, I mean, I mean, he kind of like in, you know, you just out there to fill a position, to fill a void. So that way you can match up with the opposition at, at what they might be good at. And so for me, I think it's just, they have to, they have to, they have to put him in. They have to use it because he can. He don't. He don't need plays, but he can get you some offensive rebounds. He can do that real good. You know what I mean? He can reset the. You know what I mean? He can do a lot of that good stuff. Block the shot. He hustles. But I mean, that's that's all. That's all you're gonna get. If you're looking for something special, I mean, I mean, it'll be great. Like I said, contribution. Once again, if you get if he contributes, you you gonna be successful. You got a great chance of winning. So I mean, what? I think he is giving contribution. I just think you need to leave him out there more so he can give you more contribution. You know that's that's yeah. my thing. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. But, but first time, first time coach being there, so you know trying to figure it out on the go. You know how it go, El Boogie. Sometimes you be so into the game, you forget, you forget who, who's sitting behind you. <laughs> That's why you got seven assistants out there. Right. Did you see Tyrell Lue and LeBron James at the end of game two arguing? Or Tyrell Lue trying to explain to you know, LeBron what he's doing or what he needs to do? So uh, that was very inter- interesting as well. Um, when we come back from break, I want to get your – thoughts on what the adjustments that both teams need to make to win game three. Again, we're going to get Coach Schofield on the line and, and get his take on it. You know what Coach Schofield told me, though, Ro, before, we, before uh, during the break? He said he hasn't, he, watched, he said he hasn't watched the NBA since Magic and Bird. Damn! He went back to 87? 88? He went back to Back to 8788. Yeah. I'm the only one to get the job done. Damn. He went back to 9787. It's the Streets is Talking Sports Talk Show with a twist of hip-hop. Regardless of where we at in the world, every Monday, as you see, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's go. It's Boogie and Roll. Let's go, man. Oh. 
Come on with it, bitch. Baby on that rap to pay the bill shit. And now I'm better shit, not even a little bit. Oh Lord, know yourself, know your worth, nigga. My ex is getting louder than my words, nigga. How you so I slow down the earth, nigga. Niggas wanna do it, we can do it on a turf, nigga. Oh Lord, I'm the rookie in the vet. Shout out to the bitches I ain't holding down the set. All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night. She gon' be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left, dog. She gon' see some shit that she don't wanna see. She ain't ready for it. If I ain't the greatest, then I'm headed for it. Yeah, that mean I'm way up. Yeah, the six ain't friendly, but that's where I lay up. This shit a motherfucking lay up. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. 360 with the wrist, boy. Hey, who the fuck them niggas is, boy? OVO, man, we really with the shits, boy. Yeah, really with the shits. I should probably sign a hit, boy, because I got all the hits, boy. Fuck all that Drake, you gotta chill shit. I be on my little mouse drill shit. Fuck all that rap to pay your bill shit. Yeah, I'm on some rappers pay my bill shit. All up on TV, I thought it made me richer. Wasn't paying me enough, I needed something quicker. So now I'm all in Nico Basin, putting working on the phones. Either that or try the money mark to make the pickups. Man, it's 2008, I'm trying to paint the picture. Comeback season in the works, and now I'm thinking bigger. I got 40 in the studio, every night, late night. Gotta watch that shit, don't wanna make them sicker. That's my nigga, oh lord. Got a whole lot to show for it. I mean, we can really get it, we can go for it. I'm just here for the bucks and the billies, nigga. Don't make me kill one of the ghosts for it. Uh, I run this shit, they like, go for us. Run for us, run for us, go for us. Yeah, I mean, y'all already wrote for us. Damn, nigga, what's one more quote for us? Oh, Lord, who else sounded like this? They ain't made me what I am. They just found me like this. I was ready. Fuck that. I been ready since my dad used to tell me he would come into the house to get me. He ain't show Valuable lesson, man. I had to grow up. That's why I never ask for help. I do it for you niggas and do it for myself. I go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Real quick, whole squad on that real shit. Zero to one and nigga, real quick. Real quick, real fucking quick, nigga. Zero to one and nigga, real quick. Real quick, whole squad on that real shit. Zero to one and nigga, real quick. Real quick, real fucking quick, nigga. Whole squad on that real shit. Whole squad on that real shit. Yeah. The other night, lavishly told me that I'm all these people listen to. She said they love me unconditional. Imagine how I feel to watch another nigga at the top. You know that if you wasn't you, you would be dissing you, dog. Damn. Okay, from that perspective, I see what you're talking about. No way to soften that. Cause me, I was trying to find out where I lost him at But maybe I ain't lose him at all Maybe I keep moving forward and they're just stagnant They ain't moving at all But when they need their favor, who do they call? Maybe I'm searching for the problems Asking what was said and who was involved Too focused on people's feedback and proving them wrong They say the shoe can always fit no matter who for the song These days feel like I'm squeezing in them Whoever won before just wasn't thinking big enough I'm about to leave them with them Cause if I run the game in these, man, it seems to split it No pun intended, but they smelling the feet in the air Headed where nobody took it, who meeting me there? They tell him that he's talking crazy, but he doesn't care. Being humble don't work as well as being aware. 
Listen up, boy, you better all peas dropping. We already got spring 2015 popping. PND dropping, reps of P dropping, Magic Jordan dropping, OB dropping, not to mention me dropping. Feel like we paid the reps off, man, we fixed the game. Me and Noel been at it before Twitter names. Yeah, been on the move like the lease is up. And I can't even name one person that's keeping up. Yeah, fuck how it was in the past tense. Ask yourself, how do we match up now? Cause I'm only 27 and I'm only getting better. If I haven't passed you yet, watch me catch up now, for real. Man, it's your boy, Boogie. I'm back. I'm back on the line, man. And uh, I just got to say, man, I want to give a shout out to my man, Jason, man. He's, he's in the airport with me. He's going to the game tomorrow, as I am, to see the Cavaliers play and win, hopefully. So Yeah, you better put hopefully on the end of that. <laughs> With his two sons, man, it's, it's it's so surreal, man. We all in, we all over the country, man. We all, I gotta, I gotta say this. My Clevelander, when they in, they all in, man. So, you know, you might, hey, listen. I told you what Zeke said. If they win it all, adults will adults will cry. If they win it all, adults will cry in Cleveland, Ohio. They will. So. It'll be like Obama getting voted in. Oh, man. It, listen, it'll be even more than that in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm telling you. So I want to give a shout-out, man, also to my man, Ham B, man, who just called in. My man, Henry Green, baby. What's up, Henry G? Man, that's my dog, man, her pipe. So I want to give a shout-out to Henry. We're going to get him on the line. But let's talk about game three. Before we get a caller at the up top of the hour, adjustments that Golden State needs to make going into game three. What's your take, Ro? Hey, old Boogie, from here on out, it's just all about playing basketball, big dog. Uh, you win the biggest game. You get you get up to seven, you know, no less than four. So you just go out and play basketball, man. Do what, what got you there. You know, these are two good defensive teams that are out there playing for this chip. And for me, L Boogie, don't there there really shouldn't be too many more adjustments. These games have gone both into overtime. I see two or three more games going into overtime. Because they are so easily matched and things are finally working out for for, for each team. So, you know, see Coach Steve Kerr got one, Coach David Black got one. So now we're going to see, you know, how it's going to end up. But uh, I just think I just think that uh, it will go about six or seven games. We just got to see which team is going to be tough enough to take one, or shall I say take two from somebody's house. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to take two. You got to win. Right. Cleveland got to win another one. And Golden State got to try to try to figure out a way to win two or still two right. in Cleveland. Right. The format so. is back to two, the format is back to two two one one one. It's not two three two this year. So oh, okay. uh, that helps. That helps out. But I'm going to say this, man. Like Denny Green said when Arizona was playing the the Chicago Bulls on Monday night, you let them off the hook. And when you let that, when you let them off the hook, it, it, it becomes a problem. So 
uh, I, I I just want to see what's going to happen. And you saw you heard what LeBron said the other uh, after the after the end of the count at the end of his interview. He challenged the Cleveland fans to get louder than the Oracle fans. So it's going to be real interesting. Do you think? Do you think that J.R. Smith is going to wake up one of these games? Hey, he's he's no different than Steph Curry, brother. We know this. You live by the three, you die by the three. You gonna hit some good shots. You gonna you gonna miss some bad shots. But the thing of it is, El Boogie, like my coach always told me, it ain't about how many you make. It's about how many you take. Yeah, I <laughs> That's what our coach yeah. always told us. It ain't how many you make. It's how many you take. And if you don't take, you'll be sitting next to me coaching. <laughs> That's what made me an All-American. Thank you, coach. <laughs> so, before we, before, let me ask you this, Ro. Also, did uh, American Pharaoh, he won the Belmont Stakes, a 37-year drought, I'm saying, excuse me, 36-year drought. Does that bring horse racing Back up to the forefront. Does that put more, uh, some some more eyes or some more magnifying glasses on this on this, on the sport of horse racing? Did that did that help with the chip? Uh, it it could have helped El Boogie, but the thing for me is that horse racing is horse racing. It gets bigger every year. That you know you see the Kentucky Derby. You see they keep bringing out record numbers uh, at each Kentucky Derby every year. So. Uh, the sport is, I think it's, a, I think it's in a good spot right now. Uh, winning the triple ca- crown, uh, it definitely helps. But at the same time, El Boogie, we didn't have about six or seven horses in the last nine or ten years who have had an opportunity to win the triple crown. They come up short, but they had an opportunity. And with American Pharaoh winning it, it just put more money on the table for the next triple crown winner. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I'm appreciative that I'm alive to see a horse that has won the Triple Crown. You know what I mean? So, for me, I think horse racing is in a good place. Uh, it doesn't move it up or take it down in any in any aspect. It's just, it's just it is what it is. Horse racing is, man, that's a big money sport if you have the money to bet and win like the American Pharaoh did. Big shouts out to my boy, Trainer Buffett, who been out there training for years, finally got him a triple crown horse. <laughs> Big money, El Boogie. Yeah, he finally he finally got it in, man. He finally got it in. For real, for real. And, and, and let me ask you this, man. I keep telling you about Tiger Woods. He will not win a major. Remember I said this in 2013. He will not win another major until the next to the next Summer Olympics, it's about to be 2016 next year, How you doing? and it'll be the Summer Olympics next year. I still don't think he's going to win it. I still think he he needs to hang out with me, go to you know what I'm saying Magic City, go to the Pink Rhino, and sing, bands to make her dance, bands to make her dance. We got to get back to the old tiger, man. We got to get back to that. We can't be talking about 
too much concentrate, man. I think that's what hurts him. You know, we've golfed a lot, and when you don't think about it, that's when you're at your best most of the time. When you overthink, I think that's hurting him. But when is he going to get back on track? Bro, he shot the second worst uh, day in his career. What's going on with Tiger Eldridge Woods? Tiger, Tiger is Tiger, man. Uh, it, it hasn't anything changed, L Boogie, in the last five, six, seven years since he was involved in the situation with his wife. Uh, we just don't know what it is, L Boogie. We can play as many strip song, club songs as we want. We can offer Tiger to come and kick it with us so we can take it to the strip club. We can do all this. We can offer him to go to Vegas and have a, a, a condorado full of holes up in there and get wild and bring the bring the wildness back in Tiger. But you know what? It's over, L Boogie. I finally got it. I got to admit it, dog. It's over, dog. You tried to tell me I didn't want to listen, L Boogie. The rain of Tiger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's over, dog. I hate to say it, man. My dog trying to play these tournaments, but he's just looking worse, man. He, at each tournament that he's that he's entering in. The only good thing about Tiger entering into these tournaments is he get paid a hell of a lot of money just to show his damn face. Nobody don't want to see you calling four more than eight times in a – more than two times in a golf tournament. Damn, Tiger. Whoa, whoa. Besides him and A-Rod, I think they might be the the two most guys to get paid for losing. I think people and, 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 and Money Mayweather, not saying Money Mayweather loses, but I think that those three guys, people come to the park or come to the ring or the golf course to see those guys lose. And I hate to say that, but it's the streets is talking. And that's what be happening. People pay to see those three guys lose because they've been winning all their life. You know what I mean? And speaking of winners, let's give a shout-out, you know what I mean, to, to, to our girl, Serena Williams, one of her 20th Grand Slam. Uh, and I just want to give her a shout-out because, you know, it was like the flu game. She had flu all week, and she prevailed. What do you think about Serena, man, and her legacy that she's building and, and, and peaking at? Serena's one bad bitch, man. I, I, I mean, the, the 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 things that she did to overcome in the first first couple of matches that she was in, being down in the first set. You know, tennis is a tricky game, El Boogie. You be down, you lose the first set, man. You got to work hard as hell to try to even even up the score to win, you know, to even it up 1-1, you know. So for Serena and the women to only have three specific matches, I mean, damn. she. I mean, she be, she be clowning, you know what I mean? And the legacies that she's leaving behind is the best legacy for, for the women's game, and I'm loving every bit of it, El Boogie, because the, the things that her and Venus had to go through when they started – the, the the tennis game and putting them you know putting their name out there, man they she deserved to be where she at right now, you know what I mean. So for me, that girl named Venus Williams, man that's one bad bitch boy. Anybody say something different? Come see me. <laughs>
Now, now, we let me let me say this, Ro. I gotta give a shout out to the sports official. When I was down in the A, they let me come on. I was in the studio with Neely Neal, the big intellect, and the OG scorekeeper. The only thing is, is that the the host T Mickey wasn't there. He was in uh he was at the U with his son at a at a at a football camp. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to the sports officials for letting their boy L Boogie come in and put on the headphones and just wild out yesterday from ten to twelve, ten a.m. to twelve p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and, and Ro, let me let me say this about the NBA about the Cleveland Cavaliers and the people in, in the city talking about Tristan Thompson. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get your, your take on it because he played for the University of Texas and whatnot. And I'm just being on the critique side because I'm a coach as well and I've seen these things, man. You want to pay a man for number one. He, you see how the coach almost made a vital mistake not taking him out late in the game because he can't hit free throws. But you want, but you want sixteen million. You are open twelve feet away from the basket. You turn your back to the basket looking to pass to somebody, but you want seventeen million. You scored a combined of six points, not no more than six points in two games in the finals, but you want seventeen, eighteen million. And I keep asking you this, Ro, and I'm going to keep asking you because it's the finals and you get exploited in the finals. Tristan Thompson, uh, excuse me, the Cleveland Cavaliers fans need to understand they need Kevin Love to be prosperous in the future. I'm going to ask you this question, Ro. Do the Cleveland Cavaliers need, wow, do the Cleveland Cavaliers need Kevin Love to be prosperous in the future? I'm asking you. Hell yeah, they need Kevin Love to be prosperous because they're going to pay him a lot of money to be there for the time that he's going to sign that long, that long-term that long deal to be there. So, I mean, that's what, you, that's what you get yourself involved with when you want to have a big three in your city. But for me and Tristan Thompson, El Boogie, so what he's only averaging six points in the two games. I mean, he, he got about, he averaged about 12 or 13 rebounds and about four blocks. Sometimes, you know, Tristan Thompson don't need to score. Yeah, he can't shoot free throws, but he's a defender, L Boogie. And, it, and this is a, a new defender. thing. Yeah, he's a defender. You saw what you see what he be doing in the post. Right. He, he gets offensive no. rebounds and he blocks shots. He, def- he, he, he makes people alter shots. He shows up when you no, least Ro. expect it. Dude, the dude no, had zero points and 12 rebounds and two blocks before he scored his first two points. That's good. That's garbage. That's garbage. Against Dennis Rodman didn't, didn't score no points. But listen to this. Dennis Rodman can guard the pick and roll. Tristan Thompson has two left feet out there, and he has But he's altering shots. They not Bro, just taking easy shots. They altered. Everybody trying to shoot over this dude. That's altered or it's a block. He doing pretty good right now. Come on, man. Now the sixteen million. This it's the final first time being there, man. The dude twenty three, twenty two okay. years old. 
Okay, you, you now, but is he worth what he's asking for though? A regular season, but he's in the finals. No, what I'm saying is he declined the twelve million that the Cavs offered him before the season. He thinks he should get paid more. Do you think so? He deserves what he's asking for, my dude, because what he's doing for Cleveland is pretty good. Without since Kevin Love been out. He's been your standout defender in the post and been doing pretty good. Yes, he can't shoot free throws, but you tell you 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 name me a big man center who can right now in today's league. Timothy Maxwell. like two big men. Hey, two, name name five. You can't name five. Tim, Don't you I say can't Tim name Tim five right now. You can't I'm name three right listen. now. I can name three for you right now who can shoot free throws. And he, that, are, that is a center. LaMarcus, well, center power forward because he plays power forward. Your boy, your boy L.A. out in Portland, he, he shoots good free throws. Right. Al, Je- Al Jefferson, who plays for Charlotte. And Kevin Love, who plays with the Cavaliers. I just gave you three. It took you so long to name them three. Man, look oh at and they, they don't, Okay, okay. Name three that that they do happy anybody that that's that's better than Tristan. Well, we know DeAndre Jordan. We know Dwight <laughs> Howard. Right. We know we we know these guys. Yeah, Kendrick Perkins. You know. They're going to act them dudes that ain't nothing going. I mean, come on, man. You got to get a dude the benefit of that. You being picky, man. Quit being picky, dog. All right, I'm going to stop being picky, man. On that note, let's go to the commercial. And when we come back, we're going to get into the (laughs) asylum, man. I want to get – I'm dedicating this song to all my people who live in Cleveland, Ohio, man. I know what y'all going through, and y'all want this to happen. The Cavs, they are putting in work. Let's go. Riding with the sin puffin' on a pervert, overtime on you niggas, gonna work, How you doing? I'm gonna work, work, I'm gonna work, work, overtime on you niggas, cause I'm gonna work, work, I'm gonna get in the means necessary, cause you know I'm buying my paper like a secretary, I'm gonna work, work, I'm gonna work, work, I'm gonna work, work, I'm gonna work, gotta go to court tomorrow, Sick, I might go yellow prezzy on her. Just to make a piss. Then go home and break a brick and break it down and bake and dip. I'm gonna work, work. I'm gonna work, work. The phone's popping. Like we on the first. We up in Neiman. We gonna berserk. A nigga cross me. He gonna church. Riding through the hood. Back of the back. Started in the front. Now they in back of the back. No love for the haters, no rap for the rap. Velcro shorty, we strapping the strap work. Half you niggas tell us so we never sell them work. They don't wanna come and get it, then we let them work. Put my money in it so you know it better work. And my shooters with me and you know they put it work. Riding with the on the pervert. Overtime on you niggas. Gonna work, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work. 
Tyler. It's your boy T Raw. L Boogie. The Streets is Talking Sports Talk Show with a twist of hip hop. We back in the asylum with your boy L Boogie, super producer T Row. I'm broadcasting live, man. First time. Baltimore International Airport, man. BWI, man. So just letting you know with my co host T Row, who's on uh, site out in Dallas, Texas. What's the deal, Row? Man, just chilling, big brother, just trying to see family. You know what it is. No doubt, no doubt. We about to bring in our first caller. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a bring Sko in first. Hold on, Hand B. I'm gonna bring in let me bring in Coach Sko in first. Cause I wanna get his take about the buzz in Cleveland and how does he feel about the finals right now, even though he doesn't watch them. So Coach Schofield, how you doing? Hey, what's sir? happening, y'all? No, I'm doing great, man. Oh, doing man. great. Oh, thank you, thank you, Scott. Now, Sco, you you told me you know during the commercial you don't watch the final, uh, no, but you don't watch, watch NBA at all. You, right? You you watch highlights. You watch LeBron James over his some some highlights over his career. Let me ask you this: In crunch time, does he shy away from the moment, or? Does he, you know, does he get a pass for making the right basketball play? Well, I, I, I think you're wrong on both. I think it's an issue, and I think people don't really get social media. Um, the way social media is now, people can critique you a lot tougher than Mike got critiqued, a lot tougher than Larry got critiqued, uh, a lot different than when Magic got critiqued. Uh, because there's just so many venues make your statements or make your comments about a player. Um, I said something last night on this uh, post-game interview, and I don't think a lot of people really understood or even heard. Uh, they were asking him about um, the number of games left and um, five games left. Are your, how are you going to respond? How is your body going to respond? And his first comment was very generic. He said, you know, five games left. I can give it all I have. But you need to understand it's not about the game. It's about the moment. Now, I think a lot of people really caught that. But what he's basically telling you is, I understand the game. I've understood the game for a long time. But there are certain moments during games that gives you your legacy. It decides whether you are that premier player or just an average player. And I think most superstars who are at that level, they look at you that way. It's all about moments. There are going to be moments in games where you've got 20,000 fans yelling, and you got to got to get because not only are those twenty thousand fans watching, you got five million watching on TV, seven million watching in Europe under the microscope. And I've always said about LeBron, he always sees the bigger picture, and he's a very good student of the game. I remember when I coached, and I used to take my team down to scrimmage him when he was. 
15, 16 years old. And it was just weird watching him play because he was just miles above what 15, 16-year-olds they did on the floor. He did things that you couldn't teach. Only God can give you that opportunity. So to pretty much answer your question, I think LeBron gets in moments sometimes where he over and he thinks that, okay, if I don't get a call here, how do I get a call or how do I get a shot? Instead of this, sometimes you just got to you you know this, sometimes you just got to let it go. You just got to let it go and you just play. You don't think about it. You, you don't worry about what's going on around you. You just play. And I think if he, he does that a little bit more, I think you wouldn't see some of the hiccups you see out. I look at him as hiccups because he knows better. He tells me when he started watching the film, he goes, oh, man, that was a stupid-ass shot. Why didn't I take that shot? But it's just about you getting caught up in that moment. And sometimes that moment can either make you the greatest player on the planet or it can make you into one of the worst. Well, to give people that thought that you're one of the worst basketball IQ people there is. So I think it's more of that. Um, the series itself, um, it's not even been decided yet. I mean, people, I, I love hearing you guys talk about it. It hasn't been decided yet. There, There's too many games left. Um, there's too much that can happen. Um, they're just filling each other out. And they're trying to decide, you know, what's the best way to be for us to attack each other. Uh, what's the best way to defend each other? Um, I can't even tell you what game things may change for whoever's going to win it. But the first person that blinks, that's the person that's going to lose. The first person that shows any sign that they have a weakness or that they have been caught up in the moment and they can't handle the moment, that's when the other one is going to attack their jugular and they're just going to get rid of them. And then it's going to end up being something some people not really going to want to see. But I can see that happening in this series because it's so close. And, and you got you got the, the two evils of basketball. you got a great offensive team against a gritty, grinded out, solid defensive team. And we all know that, you know, the old, the old phrase is offense is no defense wins championships. Now, will that play out in this series? Usually it does. You know, people whine and complain about San Antonio that, you know, why are they winning all the time? Why are they always there in the playoffs? Why are they always there? There's a reason. They get up in your ass. They grind it out defensively. Offensively, to share the ball, which both of these teams do at times, and that wins championships. There's, there's no, there's no secret ingredient to winning championships. It's very simple. If you can grind it out on the defense you win, and take care of possession. What about the um, Steph Curry had a great year, um, but my mind and, and, and this is. This is just me. In my mind, how can Healthy State not be the MVP every year? Because you look at his stats, you look at the things he does, 
And he needed to take it over in the Olympics. You look what he did in the Olympics the last two times he played in the Olympics. He's just so dominant that you can't guard him. And Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith had a very dominant. He's the only superstar that's been able to win the number. No magic had words. Bird had still. Michael had Scotty. Who does he have? Can't say Kyrie played enough. You can't say Kevin Love. Cause you know what? I'm not a Kevin Love fan, so I wish they were trading. I'm not a Kevin Love fan, and I know a lot of people in Cleveland really love him, but I, I'm I'm not into Kevin Love because. For me, he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit what they want to do. He doesn't fit the image that's great. Now, maybe he'll so change you... in the future. And I'm not saying so you're, who, who you're who back did... up the truck. You go ahead. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm no just saying, so if truck. you don't. Right, you don't, you don't, okay, you, he doesn't get a max deal. Okay, I understand that. But who who else out there to get? LaMarcus Aldridge, he wants to get paid, so you let him go and you bring him in. They kind of like the same player, don't you think? No, no. Aldridge will get down in the paint. He will do the dirty shit if he needs to. You're not going to get that out of Kevin Love. Kevin Love will stand on the perimeter and shoot three. He wants to get – he's a stats guy. He's always going to end up with double-doubles, but his rebounds don't come in prime time. He gets all this stats early. And I'm just I, I not say a the fan. same thing about LeBron James. He get a lot of stats, but it's some of his they don't be important. Some of his rebounds don't but be hell, important. Hell, hell, you got to look, man. Come on, you got to be real. I know, and I tell people this: you don't have to like it. Just like a lot of people didn't like Mike, a lot of people didn't like Magic, a lot of people didn't like Bird. But you got to recognize. Tell him again, Costco. He hating tonight. The kid comes out, he scores almost 50 points in the first game. Okay? It wasn't enough for his team. Okay? They lose. And they lose because they just didn't play well. Then you come in the second game. Okay, the points didn't matter. I got to spread the wealth. How many guys you know right now in this league that can pretty much dictate how a game is going to start and finish? You can't guard him, Bill. I mean, I hate to say it, but you can't guard him. And what he will do when you try to double and triple team him, he's smart enough to find the open guy. And he's done something that you know I always talk about. He's developed, he's gotten a sense of trust. Out of, and those guys are not big timers. And 15 years from now, you won't remember who half these guys are. Just like you don't remember who Ruby is or Damon Jones or or Mo Williams. You don't remember who those guys are either, but he took them to an NBA final. He's doing the same thing all over again, but I think the difference now is there's so much trust. These guys actually are playing above their heads. Now, right. will that, right. bubble get, that bubble get burst? Who knows? I don't think Golden State can burst that bubble. I don't think Golden State has enough nuts. They're not a tough team. They are, they can play rough at times, 
but you tough and rough are two different things. Okay. I think they're, they're not, not a tough team. I think, Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think uh your boy Steve Kerr, I don't know what does he have against David Lee, but that's a tough guy right there. He need to play him more. That might make a difference like it did in the Memphis series. And like I said, like I said, you know, there's a lot that could happen between now and the sixth or seventh game. You know, guys can get right. hurt, guys can get suspended. Um, I, I don't even, and I, and I hate to say this, I can't even use the coaches in the equation because they're so young and they're so new to the league. I don't think they really understand. I think right. they're they're right. learning on the fly. And they're making decisions based upon what their superstar says or what another player who's been around for. But see, Golden State doesn't have anybody who's ever been in the kitchen like this before. They play right. big games. I mean, all those kids, all those kids that play big games, don't get me wrong. At some level, either in high school, middle school, college, they play big games. So they know what big games are about. But it goes to what LeBron says it's the moment. How do you deal with these moments when I call a timeout and we have that moment where you're down one and we got to make a decision how we're going to get the ball to the right person to score? How do we, as professional athletes, deal with the moment? Who's been there before in a game of this magnitude? Well, Golden State can't look down their bench and find anybody. And, and that's important. That's very important. Right. Now, you can look at your coach because Steve Kerr has been in those moments. He understands. But you can't tell somebody about those moments, and they take those moments, they take what you're telling them and put it to use because it's, it's difficult to do. Now, that's not the way right. that LeBron who I've seen in moments not fare very well, but I've also seen him fare like – He's the best player on the planet. So right. tending to, to lean to him, you're talking five games. You know, I think a lot of people are looking at this like it's a season. No, it's five games. In those five right. games, a lot can happen. It's not like, you know, you're right. after these five games on, you can go rest, you can go kicking, you can go lay on the beach, drink all your mimosas, you <laughs> <laughs> but it's these five games where it's gonna it's gonna show who's got the biggest kahunas and who really wants this the most. And the one thing I want to say, trying to get off topic a little bit, one thing I want to okay. say is that both both cities are gonna are gonna thrive because of this. Right. We're talking about Cleveland and Oakland, two deprived cities. Don't have a lot to look at as positive. Now you're now you're putting a sense of purpose and a sense of unity in both cities. So whoever wins the NBA championships, the cities are going to win, right. and it's going to give them something point. that you know give them something that either one of these two cities they both have high crime rate, they have both have high unemployment rate, they both have <laughs> issues with with everything <laughs> in society. But now they've got one thing where for two and a half hours they can all focus in and be one. Right. And that's important because because then if you do it enough times, at some point you've got to recognize that person next to you. And then if you talk to them, you can have a conversation with them, and from that conversation it can lead to other things 
that can make your city as beautiful as you want it to be. So I'm I'm happy for both cities. I'm I'm an LBJ fan. I'm not a Cavs fan. I like Steph Curry. I, I think what he's done with his career is is just it's about work. And you know that if you don't have a strong work work ethic, you're never going to be as good as you want to be. That kid has worked his tail off from the time he first picked up the basketball to now, so that's why he's so good. He's not that good because of what Golden State is doing for him. He's that good because he's worked his tail off all his life, and he's always wanted to be that good. Same thing with LBJ. He's always wanted to be that good and worked his tail off to be that good. So it's a battle of wills, man. And you played against other Thank great you, players. You know. You know when you play against right. another great player, hey, it's, hey, it's on up. What you going to do is right. how we going to get at each other. And right. I think that's right. what LeBron wants to bring it to, is me against you. Forget the rest of the cast, me against you. And I think in doing that, it takes the onus off the other guy, puts it on his back, but also makes them go, all right, if LeBron's going to do it that I may need to, you know, I, I got to counter that somehow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a head game, man. It's, it's a head game. Right. Well, Sco, I'm going to call you tomorrow on your personal line and see where you're going to be at for game three. Because, man, you, you, you got to watch it with me, man. Let me tell you what, man. Game three, if they win game three, game three, Game four, I can probably hear the crowd from my house, and I live right close to downtown because it's going to be that loud. Uh-oh. I already know. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going over schoolhouse game four. <laughs> oh, it's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy. This city has oh, been yeah. waiting since, what, 64? Yeah. They've been waiting since Jim yeah. Brown for something like this. I wasn't like even this. born yet. Man. Yeah. yeah. I saw his play, but I was a little yeah. kid. But they've been waiting for something like this. Since 1964, and, and they can they can taste it, they can taste it. Right, man. All right, Sco. Um, Ro, all right, Sco. We appreciate you calling in. I don't know if this is right, my uh, my flight boarding, but we appreciate you, Sco. And uh, I will talk to you tomorrow before game before game three. All right, bro. Here we go. All right, man. Let's go. Let's go. To another Cleveland caller, my man Henry Green, man. Yo, Hen, you in the streets, baby? Can you hear me? What's going on, my G? You already know. Oh, How man, you doing, know. Hey, G, what's, right. what's going on, baby? Welcome to the street. That's what's up, man. Um, you know, I've been listening for a while, man. I see you got some dudes on here that know what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Right. No question. Now, yeah, Henry, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Go Henry. Ahead. This your boy T Row. Co-host of the street. I know you uh-huh. out there in Cleveland. Give it to me real. How hot is the city, and what do y'all expect Cleveland and the Cavaliers to do with these games man, coming home? You know, just being real, man. The city is buzzing right now. You know, it ain't even really so much as it ain't really so much as the win. It's just so much as you know, getting it done. You know, we've been saying this right. matter for a long time, and you can talk about it all you want to, but until you see it done, you know, that buzz really don't come. And that what they gave the city last night, man. The city is buzzing, man. You know, even even the people that's doubting are believing. If if that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying. Even if the, it if does, the that, it makes a whole that, lot of sense. 
you know, you may not think they can get it done, but they just took the first step to convincing you that maybe they can. You know, that 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 first win right there erased a lot of doubts. You know, so I, I'm I'm just I'm happy about what you know what's going on right now for the city, just for the city's sake, because you know it's been a long time coming. Are you with me still, Henry? Yeah, yeah, I'm still with you. Now I pose the question to I pose the question to Coach Sco. Do you think that LeBron James is fearful to go into the hole in in late game situations because he doesn't want to shoot free throws? I'm just asking. You know what? I seen that. I seen you. You know, post that yesterday, man. Uh, I think it was yesterday or day before yesterday, and it, it got me to thinking. You know, I'm I'm not gonna say that that's not a possibility. You know, but at the same time, I don't think that's what it is. But that is a distinct possibility. Who knows? That might be uh, another obstacle that he has to overcome as one of the great players. I, I can see where you came up with that conclusion because, you know, and late in the game, he does settle for a lot of fadeaway jumpers where the average fan, you know, sitting at home is saying, oh, he going to the hole, he ain't being denied. You know, even what happened last night with him going to the hole and not getting a call, at least you can respect the fact that he was very aggressive with what he did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me let me let me ask you this. What the Kings do to continue their run in game three? I think they have to go to their strong points. You know, I think they I think they you know, the Cavs are a team that whenever they're doing something well they they don't seem to go to the well into the well one runs drive, you understand what I'm saying? They'll do it once or twice and then they'll get away from it. But yesterday was sort of a turn in the corner for me. You know, they, they, they made Golden State get them out of what they were doing and they you know, they like they stabbed them to it until they they couldn't take it anymore. So I think they just need to, you know, stick with their matchup. They have a, a mismatch in the post. We all know they have a you know a mismatch at small forward, but I think they need to have more ball movement. If you look at the stats, LeBron James has a much more efficient game when he gets the ball when he's moving, not when he isolates and and has the, a, a defense that's ready to set up for what he's giving them. I think they need to run their plays and get him the ball in motion so the defense can't set up. They'll just have you know they'll have time. They they won't have time to react so to speak. Okay. Do you think that they played Kyrie too much in game one? Of course not, man. You know, you don't get to this level. This level is not promised to anybody. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're talking about the NBA finals, you go all out. You know, some people go one time in their career. So just because we see this team, we, you know, we get complacent and think that they're going to be here every year. But that's not promised to them. You know, who knows if they're going to ever get back here. You know, just like you had injuries that decimated the team this year, that could pretty well happen, and some people's careers could be over. So you have to sell out right now. And what they did with Kyrie, I feel them. You know, maybe Kyrie was a little iffy because he didn't know, but I, I understand why they did what they did, and I would have did the same thing. you got to sell out right now because we may not ever be back here again. Look at look at the Thunder. They thought they were going to have a run for the next ten years. They haven't been there in three three four years. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't look at it like that. So I think they did handle Kyrie the right way. I just think it was a free accident. If you you look at the accident and you look at what happened, his injury, 
Clay Thompson's knee hit his knee while his while his leg was planted, and his knee didn't have anywhere to go. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying the freak accident. What I'm saying is, I think that you played him 43 minutes, and that made him vulnerable to getting hurt. I think we went away from the system of playing him 24 to 30 minutes of what we did in the Atlanta series. That's just me. In the Atlanta series, that got him hurt, so to speak. You know what I mean? I, I just thought we went away from the system. You played him too much. You didn't play enough of Delhi. El Boogie, come on, man! Dog. You sound like you sound like a real hater right now. He he got a dislocated kneecap. Nobody knew that his kneecap was gonna just break down like that. Come on, <laughs> man! He was doing great. He was you killing know, stuff with hey, one wheel. Come on, hey, man. Listen, man! Listen, listen, listen! You knew. You know this, and you 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 guys are athletes. The more you play on it and get and, and get fatigued, the more you're vulnerable to get injured. I'm not saying him being in there in crunch time. I'm saying you played him till you 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 used him too much. Like you didn't you didn't regulate his minutes right. That's all. Man, I'm saying. Hell, I got I got a shot with him man. right now. I think you I think you're doing too much thinking, L. At this point, you got. <laughs> he you got seven games left in your season, L. Like I said, Pete, you don't get here every day. You know, no, this no, ain't, see, no, People no, are no. thinking about this like it's a full season. It's not. You have to think about this like no, what I, it is. You got seven games left in your season. If that's my you son, can't, you know, I'm thinking you know about his career. That's what, that's what Mr. Irving thought. When he went in the locker room, when he went in the locker room and approached them and approached them doctors, we're talking about five-year, $80 million. He's getting that regard. This is his son. This is his listen, son. Naturally, he's going to be a father when he goes in that locker room. It's not about, listen to me, HMG. It's not about the moment. It's about building your legacy. And you can't build a, look, look, now look at this. You play him to death. Now, he won't be, be another Derrick Rose. It's because you wanted to play him for seven games instead of longevity when you got him and LeBron and some other guys coming in to come back. You can't okay, but you, me, you can't put let, his whole career on seven games though, Hen. Let me let me ask you this then. As as his father, would you want your son to be remembered for an NBA champion who shined in the in, in, in this in this finals right here and won a title and possibly couldn't play no more? Or would you want him to play for the next ten years and not accomplish nothing? I would want him to play for the next. I would want him to play for the next ten years, and arguably, we'll talk about if he if he wanted the greatest to do it at his position. That's what I would want instead of you, you doing what you're doing now, and you can never get back on the court and be effective. You won't play ten years. You won't play two more years. You might not even play next year. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about longevity, man. You don't sell out one game for a career when he's only in his fourth year and he's 22 years old. I can see if he was and 30. And I understand that. I understand that. That is a very valid point. But you have to understand why we do what we do. We do what well, we do. We, we push ourselves to be the best. You're a Cleveland fan. That's why, We, we push ourselves to be now. the best at what we do. <laughs> that That's in everything. <laughs> we push ourselves to be the best, L. I don't care what it is you're doing, you want to be remembered as the best. If somebody come up to you and be like, man, I remember when you were in school, man, y'all was the best that year. You're going to live off that because you were the best that year. 
You don't want nobody said, man. You know, y'all was good, but you never got there. You know what I'm saying? But you was you was good though. Right, right, right. <laughs> let, me ask, let me let's 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 switch gears. Let me ask you this: Tiger Woods hasn't won a major in six years. You think it's over with for Tiger? You know what? I was I was I was listening to you all have this conversation, and I I got a chance to just you know think about what you were saying because I didn't really even notice that it was that long. It's crazy that it has been that long when I really thought about it. I think Tiger, if I might say this, and I don't want to offend no people out there because I know we got a wide variety of audience, but I think Tiger needs to get we back to being himself. He he need to get yeah, back to being himself. Yeah, he needs to start getting his swing game on. I ain't talking about yeah. with clubs. I'm talking about with that lower body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tiger's, trying to, Tiger's trying to satisfy the, the Tiger's trying to satisfy pretty much the white America. You know, he, he's trying right, to live right. for them when he should it's be fine. doing his own thing. They got Tiger thinking about every decision he's making. When Tiger was playing for the love of the game, he doesn't have that no more because now it's become a business. Everything is critiqued. Everything is judged. Everything is, what, what are you doing for this? Tiger just went out there and played. He was having fun when his dad was here. You know what I'm saying? He was having fun doing what he was doing. Maybe he shouldn't have gotten married if you knew you liked a variety of women. So if that's what you got to get back to, I guess now would be the perfect time to do it because you're not with anybody. Go ahead and do you. Like you say, maybe you might need to go to the strip club and let it all hang out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and, and also, to his, to, his, to his defense, he lost a, a big advisor, a big mentor when his father died. Exactly. So that, that, that hurt him, too. And people don't understand the, the uh, importance when, 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 when athletes are just people, period are close to their parents, and one of them, you know, gets deceased, it kind of, like, puts you back. But he has to pull through. Um, it's, like I said, he won't get another major until, you know, I, I said this back in 2013. And it's, it's 16 now, about to be 16. He won't win one this year. We know that. This is by him playing. And I don't think he's going to win one in 16. And let me ask you this, Angie, before we let you go. Game three tomorrow. It's been eighty four percent. Whoever wins game three wins the series. If the Cavs if the Cavs happen to lose tomorrow, do you still think they're gonna win the series? I still got him going even with when Kyrie even before Kyrie got hurt, if he got hurt, I didn't think he was gonna play a lot. I had him winning in six. How many do you have the Cavs winning by and do you think they're gonna win? Uh if they lose tomorrow, they're still gonna win the series. I'm 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 a, I'm gonna make one point for you, and, and then I'm gonna I'm follow up and I'm gonna answer your question. First of okay. all, let me make my point and say that there is no way on God's green earth that LeBron James is gonna let a guy that came from the same city he came from bring a championship before him. There's no way that's going to be possible. Clay Thompson came from Akron, Ohio, also. I mean, I mean, excuse me, Steph Curry came from Akron, Ohio, also. There's no way LeBron's going to let him win a title before he does for Northeast Ohio. Second of all, I, I, I think that there's also no way that they're going to come in this building. I think it's going to be dirty, gritty, grimy. They're not going to come in this building and win game three. Now, game four, I've had as a toss-up from the get-go. But so you're saying, so you saying the West can't come in and rep the West 
in game three in the East? Is that what you're telling me in game three? Not the first game. You, you're not giving them that first game because the hype is so it, it's so crazy. You're not you gonna make sure everything. You gonna lay everything on the line for that first game. That's why I said game four. I've been iffy about, and I always had the Cavs winning in six, even before Kyrie went down. Due to the fact that Kyrie went down, that didn't change my position because I know how the Cavs can play and I know what they can do. They have things that they do well. They just have to swallow their pride and do them. Right. Yeah, you're right about right. that. Hey, hey, listen to this, Rowan here. Yesterday, I was on the I was on the sports talk show with my man and them on on the sports officials, and the score that I gave them was ninety eight, ninety three Cavs. That was the score that I gave them. And what was the final score yesterday? Ninety six, ninety four. My career right. or ninety five, ninety four. It was it was one of them. But for, in order for the Cavs, ninety five, ninety three. Yeah, ninety-five, ninety-three. They have to keep yeah. it under a hundred points. They got to keep it under a hundred points. So, oh yeah, you. And before you, we let if, you if go, you ahead, B. Right, go ahead. If you go don't, ahead, you B. don't B. keep it up under points. If you don't keep it up under a hundred, a hundred points, you're liable to get blown out. So you're not going to see them go over a hundred unless we're right there ahead of them. Unless we're right, right. there ahead of them, they're not going over a hundred. But other than that, I, I will say probably tomorrow. I'll say probably. Eighty nine, ninety one. That's what I'll say. Woo! And I'm, I'm going, I'm okay. going low because low. it's going to be a grind. They not, they not, man. They're going to do everything they can to slow that pace to a crawl because they know that's the only way they can beat this team. Wow! Before we let you go, Han B. Lad, I mean, damn, I keep calling you Han B. Han G. Serena Williams, she won her twentieth Grand Slam, winning the French Open yesterday. Uh, what do you think about her legacy? Before we let you get out of here. Oh, you know what, man? You know, as as a black male, you know, what Serena has been able to accomplish, you know, you can only uh, be so proud of it for what it does for our people, first of all. Second of all, I think she's going to be the best to ever do it when everything is said and done. You know, I, I always looked at um, Martina Navratilova and Chris Everett-Lloyd as the best, but I think she's going to shatter what they did before before everything is said and done, man. I want, I want to also say, man, I appreciate you letting me on, man. And, Ro, man, I've been listening to you, man. I respect what you say, man. I, I, I like them comments you're making, man. Keep coming with the knowledge, man, the intellect. Y'all keep bringing it hard, man. I appreciate that. No doubt, no doubt. And, hand, and hand, don't forget, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a whole bunch of girlfriends. That's what's up. You already know. I'm, I'm holding down for you, man. No doubt, no doubt. Man, we about to go to commercial. We let those guys take up a lot of time. We come back from commercial, then we're going to wind down, see if anybody from the A, you know what I'm saying, going to call the show. But, uh, man, we on remote from everywhere, man. We got Wale and, and your boy Rick Ross walk this way, man. It's the street. Let's go. I don't recollect your name. Yeah, 
Another day, another dollar She hate me when I leave Cause when I leave, I never call her That's slight shit, I shit I could call you right quick But if I call, you gon' be like Boo, why we haven't Skyped yet? And a Skype that you say Lay where my flight at If I decline, then you inquire On where I spend my nights at Shit, this life gets overwhelming And more than hectic But a woman worth some anger Is certainly worth some effort Just to look closer My life is quite deceptive Women will sell they soul Just to buy some attention I need something to hold Fuck that passive aggression And when I'm back from off that road Don't ask me no questions Please Fear what you don't know <laughs> I don't recollect Don't remember how I met her, but I know I won't forget her. And if loving her is wrong, then I just know I won't see heaven. She says she's from Seattle, she's 20 and some change. Before I get to D.I.A., I'm sure to make her rain. Then I back up on my plane, shot down, no hit. We spent some time and get some wine, have some miles from Harold's. I told her this is overrated, but I love your city, baby. Gotta get back to the D. You know we finally famous. Driver dropped me off in Dallas. I'm headed to some money. T.S.A. be laughing. All the rubbers in your luggage. I know I'ma always leave them, but I swear I always love them. Tell her you'll probably find someone, but you'll never find another.
for a row. Your last thoughts before game three tomorrow night. What are you looking for and what do you think is going to happen? I'm looking for another good game, El Boogie. Uh, I don't know if this one will go into overtime, but it will happen uh, to be, you know, the last. It'll go down to the last two minutes to, to, to the game to be for the game to be decided. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards what, what he and G said. You know, there's no way in hell Cleveland can lose game three at home with how much how much buzz and, and how hot the city is right now because LeBron has somewhat delivered to an extent because Cleveland, since he's been there, or shall I say ever, has had a win in the NBA Finals. You know, so for LeBron to be back at home and to deliver that first win and on the road, bringing the anticipation home, yeah, I feel he and G on that one. You got to be able to, we say play in the moment, but you got to be able to find a way to play for as hype as your your fans are going to be for you. Because it doesn't matter if it's a free throw, a layup, a three-point shot. The crowd is just going to, they're going to celebrate every basket. So for LeBron and, and the Cavaliers, they have to make sure that they are focused. Don't get too hyped, but just stay in the moment and 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 play off of your fans who are there to to make sure that they are part of helping you win this game. So uh, I like I, I like what I've been seeing in the first two games. What I expect in Game Three is nothing less than what I've been seeing so far something close when it comes down to the end, and then one of these superstars to decide, you know, who's going to win it for their team. And right now, LeBron is in position to uh, help his team go up one game, which will make a world of a difference. You know what I mean? So, we'll see. We will see. But I don't expect anything less than what I've seen from game one and game two thus far. What are your expectations for game three tomorrow night they'll put you down there in Cleveland? Well, I think that my eardrum might pop out because it's going to be ruckus in the queue. Uh, I might have to put my bulletproof vest on because it's going to be real, real frenzy downtown. So uh, it's going to be off the chain. And uh, But besides the crowd, two of they've been in uncharted waters since 2007 and have a game under their belt. So what I'm looking for is the energy of the players as far as uh, not getting too hyped. I'm looking to see if they're going to be okay. And, and secondly, can Delhi do it again? Can Delhi hold Steph Curry again? And can Steph, him being a pro, how good he is, will he overcome what he did the last game? You get better or you learn from every game. So I'm going to see the progression of Steph Curry and how he's going to react to a bad game. I want to see how he acts. And secondly, can Delhi do it again? Can he do it for another five, six games? Excuse me. Uh, yeah, they played two already, so four to five games again. Can he do it? So that's what I'm looking for. And 
Man, as usual, I'm looking for J.R.R.A. I'm looking for, you know how babies say, say Lil Wayne, J.R.R.A. So I'm looking for J.R.R.A. to see what he does tomorrow because they need him to, uh, to, 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 to win this thing. They need everybody, but uh, they need him and Shep to do it. And what did I tell? I was telling somebody the other day, play Iman Shepard at point guard sometimes. He's okay at that position, man. Play him a little bit. So that's what I want to say about that. But uh, we're going to end the show a little early tonight. I'm in the airport. I got to switch gates. They didn't switch me road to another gate for us to get out of here. So it's like it's like I'm with Dr. Dre and, and snooping them, man. I'm stranded on death row, man. You got your shout-outs, man. You want to give a shout-out before we get out of here, bro? Yeah, man, you know what it is, man. Shouts out to everybody who's been checking us out on the web. You know how we get down. Sorry we have to end the show early, but, man, you know how it is. We love all of y'all. Shouts out to the sports officials. I missed them yesterday, but I'll be back home, and I'll be back home next week. You know what I'm saying? El Boogie, you know I'll catch you in a couple weeks, baby. You know how it is. Big ups to you and your organization getting it in. Man, keep telling these kids how to do it the right way because we got to do it the right way the first way. And that's how we do it. You know, all my family members, man, all my homies that I just seen out here in the deep, man, shouts out to Oak Cliff, South Dallas, North Dallas, West Dallas, East. I mean, I didn't touch it all, El Boogie. Still trying to get to Houston. Woo, I tell you, man. So I see you in a couple of days. Shouts out to my mama and my daddy. You know, much love, man. And everybody who's celebrating the birthday in the month of June. Get your game right. Oh, no doubt. It's your boy Boogie, man. We're going to give a shout-out to all the kids that's going to participate in our Biggie Man, Young People versus Violence. I want to give a shout-out to T-Row, everybody down there in the deep. My, you know what I'm saying? She like my mama, too. So, Mama Hudgens, how you doing, baby? So, I want to give her a shout-out. And I want to give a shout-out to everybody that's been tuning in. Handbeat, first-time caller. You know what I mean? Hold on, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. Let me push stop right quick, man. I got to push stop right quick. I think I push stop to stop the music because we got one caller, man. I'm at the airport, and I need to get to my gate. But this caller right here, I don't know if I can get him in, man, because of the situation with this what's the name. But, man, I wish I could. Sorry, T-Money, but uh, you called a little bit too late this week. Hopefully next week when you call, your Cavs been and won an NBA championship. So, man, get, you, get back at your boys in the streets, man. It's T-Row, L Boogie, and we out of here. Love y'all, man. Let's go. Streets! Tell a friend, you tell a friend. They tell a whole bunch of girlfriends. Oh, let's go. I got keys coming from overseas. Cause a nigga.